Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, legends. How you doing? Thanks so much for tuning into Potty Magic each and every week. It's been my absolute favorite style of content that I've been putting together lately, and it's uh, only possible because of all you amazing listeners. So thank you so much for everybody that's been um, tuning on in and listening. So uh, sometimes when I have a guest in, you know, I'm getting to know them on the couch or, you know, maybe I'll know them a little bit, uh, a little bit better from, you know, training them, that sort of thing. The guest today is an absolute, there's actually no other word for him, he's an a- absolute bloody legend and I knew his backstory a little bit. We know each other from around the place, but wow, this was one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever put together uh, so far because it was, it was just great. It was so much fun hearing all his stories and um, what a great career, and he can he can fucking tell a story really, really well. So I'm joined today by a three-time NBL champion for the Perth Wildcats. He stands at a massive uh, seven foot tall, one of the nicest boys going around. His name is Tom Jervis. So Tom had a real battler career. Uh, there was some serious ups. There was a lot of downs. There was lots of times where uh, his career was on a bit of a knife's edge, but through hard work, persistence, uh, determination, uh, he managed to you know put some. And end up having a really incredible career, being very decorated by the uh, end of his time in the NBL. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's just such a lovely bloke to have a chat to. And uh, it was a pleasure sitting down with him. And I know for a fact everybody out there is going to really, really enjoy this uh, this chat. So uh, make sure you stick around, you listen up to the episode. Uh, and as always, it really goes a long way. If you wouldn't mind just clicking the big subscribe button and also rating uh, Potty Magic uh, as well, it really goes a long way into me getting more guests and doing an episode each every week uh all right let's get into the podcast with uh tom here we go you're gonna fucking love this i guarantee it all right welcome back to another episode of potty magic now this is quite literally the biggest guest i've had thus far he's fucking massive he's a six foot eleven he's a three-time nbl champion with the perth wildcats nbl rookie of the year as well yeah. um, and i cannot wait to get uh, into uh, all your crew and all your stories please welcome tom jervis yeah i was waiting for an applause yeah <laughs> put the sound effect yeah. on when i do yeah <laughs> Mate, thank you so much for coming down and uh, doing the podcast with me. It only took me two hours to get here. But, I mean, it was a... actual, I know, I really do appreciate the depths of Ganning Bell. I say to everybody, if anybody comes up, thank you so much for coming all the way here because there'd be no other reason to come down to Ganning Bell ever for anyone. No, nah, mate, no. Nah. It was worth the drive. It's worth the drive. Good. Excellent. Well, uh, me and Tom, we were actually doing a little bit of training together um, as of recently, which would be good. We're going to do a little session after as well. So I'm not looking forward to the go find the vomit trail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, 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 It's more the vomit alley uh, at the, alley. At the, at the the side of uh, in between my house and uh, my neighbour Craig, so there's off four bites. It just gets an absolute he, smell lingering there. Exactly right, exactly. Well, I can't wait to get into your career today. So, well, uh, I'm a massive Wildcats fan, as you know. So, I can't wait to hear all these stories uh, of, of all the bits and pieces that got on. So, you had like a really um, interesting, a, a battler career where it was just like you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. You're fucking doing this, you're doing that. It was. Uh, it was Pretty cool to um, you know be a supporter and watch. How would you uh, describe your career to somebody that um, maybe doesn't know who Tom Jervis is just yet? Uh, odd, very odd, unconventional, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, like uh, Frank Sinatra did my way, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably shouldn't have had an NBL career, but it turned out that it, yeah, it worked out that way. But man, it was fuck, it was a ride. So. Absolutely, yeah, so sick. So uh, let's go right back. So you actually grew up in Kalgoorlie, eh? I was born in Kalgoorlie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like that's some of the Wildcats pumped, you know, the Kalgoorlie yeah, boy. Gotcha. I was I was there from I reckon till about four, yeah. maybe five. And then um 
Yeah, moved to Perth, Morley, a Morley boy, the rest of my life. Um, that's, you know, that's when my basketball. One beautiful place of the world, Kalgoorlie, to another. I know, I know, yeah. Morley's <laughs> <laughs> pretty dodgy these yeah. days, too. So. I, uh, I actually just went to Kalgoorlie a few weeks back to visit my uh, my friend Jack that's moved there. Yeah. Uh, and he's lived there for like the last three years, and I just haven't. No particular reason, just haven't got around to go seeing him. And we went there, and we and we um we had a weekend there. Fuck me, what a place! Jesus, yeah, <laughs> yeah you have some nights there. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, we went to the. Uh, I don't know if you've been back as of recently. Well, I'm sure it's been there forever though. The Exchange. Yeah, oh, oh the Exchange. Yeah, I think, I think just about everyone they go to go yeah. scout always been to the Exchange. That's a. That's a place. It's a place, that one there, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and stumbling. The good thing is you can pretty much walk home from anywhere that you are. <laughs> exactly right. That was actually um, good fun. Um, and then from uh, playing in, um, who did you actually start playing in the state leagues for? Yeah, so East Perth Eagles is my first yep. like club, um, like wobble district level. So, yep. Yeah, yep. and were you always really good at basketball or was it like something that happened later on? Were you good at other sports? Nah, no, nah, later on. I was a late bloomer. Well, yeah, I was a baby giraffe running around the, the court it was horrible so like yeah couldn't put any weight on so like i was tall always the biggest kid yeah. but it just looked like i never ate just all skin and bones and clumsy as shit it's hard to get enough food in when you are so tall though particularly when you're like growing and you just yeah. burn and burn and burn and the whole time yeah and that was and now it's the fucking opposite and now it's, it's good <laughs> now i'll just keep going the opposite. i'm not going tall i'm going wide but far out mate. it was it was wild like i remember my mum actually got stopped once and getting yeah. like like your kid looks sickly like and she was like fuck me dead oh my god yeah, yeah, i'm like, doing my best yeah it's like all he does is eat like <laughs> Like, yeah, you should see our food bill. Yeah. I felt bad. Like, but I just, I just couldn't put weight on. I was just a big, skinny, clumsy kid wow. and, and horrible. And then when did you actually start to kind of pick up basketball that little bit more and start to take it a little bit more seriously? Um, I would have been probably about 16, 17. Like, I started to, everything started, started to kind of catch up in terms of my coordination and, yep. like, you know, my hand, my, my hand-eye coordination and the ability to run in a straight line without falling over is pretty much key. Yeah, right. And that is that is kind of handy to have. Yeah, no, yeah so it was, um, yeah, so about that age group. And then because I was such, uh, my growth spell was huge, then like a couple of coaches really started paying paying interest in me and being like, oh, well, you know, because you've got the height, yeah, you know, you might be actually good at basketball. So they, they started investing in me in that manner. Yeah, great. And then when did, uh, you went to college and you played for two different colleges, right? Yeah, so... <laughs> me two years at uh, a junior college in alabama and wow. the town i reckon about a thousand people in the whole town but fuck so it was me and another bloke from from perth who went over there and there was another aussie who was already had been there for a couple of years already um but so both from morley get on the plane end up in where was it montgomery alabama i think it was wow we get picked up by just a coach we never met before in our whole entire lives, and he just starts driving us. And we're like, <laughs> looking at each other, just going like, what the fuck is this guy taking us? <laughs> yeah. And it was the woods, like legit the fucking backwoods of, of Alabama. And it was the, we got to this place at three o'clock in the morning, and so we couldn't see anything. It was pitch black. And then when, like, you know, sun comes up, we go outside, and we were, what have we done? Like, this oh, is yeah, insane. Yeah. And, like, junior college is like the wild, wild west of, basketball you basically you know guys are on their last chance to to you know make college or they were just shit kickers in in high school and you know like they just they're just doing it to kind of like see what they can get out of it but fuck man like we've seen people holding guns to each other we've seen yeah we've seen just like baseball players just like beating the shit out of each other in front of like just the homes it was yeah, it was a wild place, man. That but, sounds fucking full. Oh, yeah, I, guess, like, I got some pretty good stories. Sounds today, like, but, uh, sounds nothing like, I can I yeah. can say on on you know on. TV Fair enough. Or, it was, uh, sounds like it's the Kalgoorlie of Alabama. <laughs> I, mean, I would rather be in Kalgoorlie <laughs> than, than there. And I mean, it was uh, it was a heck of an experience. Like I grew up a lot, like being away from the family for the first time, and like yeah. having to be an adult. I guess as a young kid was uh yeah it was wild, but. Yeah, did two years there. Was fortunate enough to to earn a Division One scholarship to a mid major school in in Alabama again. But it was yep. a, it was a proper town, and that was a Trojan, say eh? yeah, Troy University. Yeah. yeah, so it was uh, and that was that was a cool experience. Yeah, that was a good two years, and um, yeah, it was college is is fun. It's fun. Like, I yeah. can imagine, like, and like it was a small school, like both of them, but like yeah, fuck the parties were off the chain, and like it was just 
Yeah, it was a it was it was wild. From like, what I've heard from everyone, it's like if you're an athlete at one of the schools, you're a superstar. Yeah, it's not it's not like yeah, it is like football is the massive sport over yeah. in the south, and so like everyone was on the football players, and like that was like massive. But we had a really good team my last year there, and so like we were kind of getting treated differently. And I like it's not nice, but I mean like you know I'd go to a class and a teacher would be like, oh you know you're looking pretty tired, I know you got a game coming up, like just don't worry about today, today <laughs> just go back to bed. And I'd be like, fuck yeah, like all right, no problem. So I actually finished with a degree, but um, <laughs> it was uh, it was fun though. So yeah, it worked out that that worked out pretty well. But I mean yeah, doing that whole experience like I mean. Some people have a really shit time and some people have a really good time. It's, it's really a flip of the coin. Totally. Yeah. And then from that, you finish up your college career, you come back to Australia after that or was there somewhere that you went in between? Yeah, so I, I'd originally come back, um, signed an agent and yeah, it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go yep. play, play basketball somewhere. Like I really wanted to play for the Wildcats and that was my ideal dream. Yeah. And I remember I spent the last three months of college drinking and like it doing nothing yeah uh, just drinking partying just enjoying college school yeah, yeah like living the college life but like my basketball skills were still up there but i was so far out of shape it was unbelievable and that was when uh bevo had just taken over at the wildcats yeah. and um i was like man like I- i've got to have a workout with them off i can barely get up and down the court they put me through this fucking workout and i almost don't <laughs> i was like this is so i try not to vomit on court the worst I've ever been. I was like, this is embarrassing. Like, I'm like trying to be a professional, but like, you know, I was just too busy caught up in that. Just fucking no, over still. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I got done with that and they already offered me a development contract. And I was like, fuck, like, you know, that's great. But I was getting offers from Europe for, you know, three times the money and a house and a car. And there was a big lure to, I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to get offered that there, why, why aren't they offering me that here type thing? You know, yeah, I just totally. I'm real naive about the situation. I went and signed over in Germany to go to go and play. So I, I yeah, I left there to go to Germany and ended up being there for a month and a half and was like, had some family stuff going on at the time. My parents had, had split yeah. and I, I just thought my dad was, was yeah, really needed me there and my family needed me there. And so I was like, I need to get home. And so like I bailed on it, the worst decision of my life. Because like, you don't understand that, you know, people are adults and they can handle themselves and, like, they t- all turned out to be fine. But at the time, like, it was, like, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Well, yeah, you're a whole world away. Correct. Well, that's yeah, yeah. I'm in a country that no one speaks English as well. Well, they do speak English, but, like, you know, like, it's... But they're not they're not as nice to you speaking back in English. Like, 100%. If they have to, come, if they have to resort to English, they're kind of like... Yeah. Rude, yeah. yeah that's, Germany. It was, uh, and, you know, you go on three days, practices, yeah. and just wrecking you. And so, like, I bailed on it. And then... um. I got, came back to Earth and been like, oh, you know, I'm definitely going to get an MBL contract. Like, you know, I know I'm good enough and all the rest of it. And just nothing. I like, couldn't couldn't get a gig for, well, three years or whatever until I got the, the job with the Cats later on when Trev took over. Yeah. And then in that three-year period, you were in playing in the SBL. What did you have to do and what did you work on yourself to get yourself back up to getting an opportunity um, maybe at MBL level or elsewhere? It was interesting because, like, I've worked out with the cats, like I was a training player, yep. like on and off. Um, and so pretty much through that whole period, like I'd, I'd, you know, spend a few months there and, and go when I can, because I also had to work, like yep. I had to earn some type of money. And, uh, they got a bit upset with me because like I was missing practices because I, I had to go and earn some cash. Mm. I'm like, well, you're not paying me to be a training player. So yep. it's like, I don't you know, I don't know what I can kind of do. So I was just playing in the SBL and I was getting a little bit of money from that and just kind of getting myself in shape. And like, I was playing well in the SBL and that, but like cracking into the NBL that time was possible. Mm. It was like winning the lottery. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of was kicking about. And then that year, it was about, what, 2013, 14, I was playing in the SBL with Adam Ford, was my head coach with East Perth. And he was like, um, I'd told him previously, like, I'm, this is my last year playing SBL, like, I'm done with basketball for a while, like, I might come back to it. A couple of weeks later, he comes through and says, like, oh, you know, Trev's come on board as a new coach looking for a, for an Aussie, like, you know, I'm going to put your name forward. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, I just, like, I'm, like, committed to, like, giving it away. Like, yeah, you, like just, you, you just started that a little bit of a checkout kind of uh, period going, like... Yeah, yeah. So I was, like, you know, like, fuck. Like, you know, like, oh, if I could do it, 100% I'll do it, but I can't do it as, like, a development player or a trainer player. Like, it has to be a rostered spot, like, you know, so if you can get that done, like, you know, I'd fuck froth. Mm. And, um, 
he's like, oh, just leave it with me. I'll, I'll talk back to you. And um, he, he goes, I spoke to Trev. Like, you know, he's really keen to go see you play. So he's like, he's going to come to Bunbury and watch you play a game of basketball. And wow. I'm like, oh, fuck, all right. Like, I need to be on today. Like, it's going to have the, I'm going to have a fucking massive game. I was playing really well anyway. I'm like, oh, this is fucking in the bag. Like, yeah. he's going to love what he sees. Yeah, yeah. And I'm fuck, I reckon I got 15 minutes in before I fucking was fouled out. I'm pretty oh. sure. Pretty sure I threatened to fucking kill a ref. No. <laughs> just abuse the shit out of him. Like, it was hitting people and just, fuck, I just shut the bed. No. And I, 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 I may have got ejected. I can't remember if it was that game or a pre, because I've been ejected a few times. Yeah, I'm really just yeah, yeah. in the state league, I'm an arsehole. Yeah, so. Of course. Um, but yeah, I just remember going to the locker room and Forty comes in after and he's like, he's like, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, that was embarrassing. And he's like, oh, we'll just see what he says type thing. And, uh, I got a call from Trev the next day, and he goes, "Hey, look, mate, I, you know, it wasn't a game I really wanted to see, but I mean, I love what I saw. Like, I, I saw your passion, and you did the things that I'm looking for. Is basically, you do these three things for me, and and I, you know, you'll do well. And I was like, I just want you to rebound, run, and set real hard screens. And I was like, I can fucking do that. Like, yeah. as I said, come down to practice. So that's how I like that pen. Wow. But I didn't know. That's unreal. That's fucking so cool. Well, considering the way I played that game and, like, the way I acted, I was like, there's no fucking way Trev's picking me up. Like, mm. he's, you know, he wants someone more professional. He wants someone, you know, who can actually stay on the court without being fouled out, which obviously was a thing for my whole career, <laughs> fucking trying to stay on the court without being fouled out. Um, but I didn't find out till later on that Forty actually put his job on the line. He goes, he goes if he doesn't turn out to be a, a good player, because apparently the other coaches had vetoed me and been like, nah, he's not worth his time. Yeah. Put his job online. He said, if he doesn't turn out to be a good player after this year, like you can sack me. Wow. Like, Holy fuck. Like, and I, and I only found that out like, like, you know, a few months later into wow. the season. That's crazy. Because I was like forever in debt to 40. Like there's other, like he's, he's helped me out throughout my career, which I'll tell you later on. But yeah. like, that was, I was like, fuck, like, what do you do that for? Like, I like, wow. you know, I was confident and I know he was super confident in me, but. That's his livelihood too. That I've, I've only on. heard great things about uh, Adam Ford, and like he's just uh, just a player's. Mate, if, you, if you can get someone on the podcast to, to have a conversation with, he's just a legend. Yeah, and he's got some funny fucking stories about when he when he wasn't coaching, when he was a prison guard. Wow! Oh, mate, he's a fucking legend. That's yeah. crazy, far out. And then from coming into the Wildcats team, that tw- that was twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. He won the championship out you. How good is that? Yeah. Fuck it. Wait, what a ride. What a ride. So, I mean, like, I wasn't expecting much just in terms of, you know, like I was, um, you know, just a backup big and, you know, wasn't expecting to play big minutes and that. And, you know, the first six, seven games of the season, my Matty Knight was unfortunately injured. And so, like, I had to run up to the starting role. Mm. And I, that was crazy. Like, remember the first game of the season, I think pretty sure that yeah, would have been Adelaide that were playing the first game of the season at home and um, getting... Yeah, getting like the first buckets of of the season, and then of my career as well. Like I was, yeah, I just it was it was wild. Like I, I wasn't expecting to have that big of an impact, and you know, just the way that it kind of all panned out for that. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, that that championship series was unreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I mean, we were just chatting a little bit before. Like that Adelaide thirty six team was unreal. I just mean yeah, the fight that happened at Perth Arena is like the yeah, like. Sick. Man, there was a lot of feeling. Yeah, there was a lot of feeling in it. Like, but um, the game it would have been game two when we went over to Adelaide. So all our partners and stuff went to that game. Yeah, and it was like the atmosphere was unreal because where they played in Adelaide was an older gym. Like yep. it was sick place, but all like it was wooden yeah. stands, kind of like like Challenge Stadium. Or- yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, like that, a little bit bigger and a little bit on top of you. Yeah. And um, I just remember like, do you remember the the Miami Heat, when LeBron was playing for on their Seven Nation Army, like yes, they started yes, playing yes. that. They did that for their for their intros, and man, the place was fucking rocking. Wow. Like, like never heard noise like that. I mean, the arenas got up there, but it was just because of how old it is, yes. and wooden stuff. And I just remember looking over at them and and like how fucking hot they were, and being like, "Oh <laughs> shit, here we go!" Because we'd already obviously won game one and game two, like they were, but they were they were coming, they were ready, yeah, they were ready to go. And it was such a hard game, and I, and I just remember like all the partners coming out after we lost. Like Dollar, Dollar had a sick um, fourth quarter, and we almost won it. But I just remember the the because it was such a close game. The partners after like we were getting abused, people who like fucking like threatening to kill us and stuff. Like wanted to beat us. I'm like, what? 
fuck oh. alive. Just because I wear wall cat stuff and I was like, man, like this, like this, this regular basketball. Why are people fucking acting this way? Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing with NBL compared to like, say, if you know, say, uh, go to watch a footy game. If you go and watch a footy game, there's probably, if it's a home game, probably about 80% the home team. And then there might be about 20% of the away team. But the NBL basketball, if there is 10 people... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. If there's 10 people in the stadium, that's a big turnout for the other team. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, like, you're on your own. You're on your own. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of corporates that went over on that. But, I mean, like, they're sitting in nice boxes and they're kind of away from it all. But the girls are just in the thick of it. They're, like, yeah. three back from our bench and just where, where all the abusive people usually get put to just, to like, you know, just wow. scream at us and that. But... Man, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a wild ride. The oldest rookie of the year. I mean, like that was a uh, that was my next question. Was yeah, you won rookie of the year that year. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd, I'd I mean, the, the crop was very small, obviously, <laughs> because I won it. Like I'll take it all day long. But I reckon there might have been like two other guys that you know weren't getting that many minutes. Like I, I was just lucky that guys had injuries, and so I kind of got to show out a little bit. But uh, I mean, I was uh, rooming with James Ennis um, during the the. What was it? Was he like? He, I, he was he was great. He's he's you know he's one of the best players that I've ever played with, just in terms of what he can do and how nice he is. Like he's just a quality quality yeah. guy. But obviously, you've heard the story about about the old chucking his trophy in the river thing. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't heard that. Tell me. So there was a big story about him chucking a chucking his his trophy in the river because he didn't win MVP. He should have been MVP of that of, of the league. One hundred percent changed the game. Everything. Like oh yeah, everywhere. He's he the MVP. he's the best import that for one season. Well, he changed ever. He changed the NBL. Yeah, he changed the NBL in terms of how they recruited guys and what yeah. they're looking for. But I just remember because it was a big thing. Like you know, you chucked his chucked his thing in the in the, wow. in the river. And room with him because I still don't know what river was it like Swan River. So it was like at the Docklands. So yeah, yeah like he's just he's in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, like apparently he's got it and he's walked outside and just like pegged it, <laughs> but pegged it in front of the Adelaide Thirty Sixes CEO who were playing in the grand final. Oh yeah. So there's a big story that got out about that, but I mean I still don't know to this day. So I'll, I'll you know I'll, I was room with him. I never saw it. Yeah. And he said it was in his bag the whole time. So I'll take him word for word for that. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I was like, mate, you couldn't have if you did do it. You couldn't have chucked it in the worst fucking pot exactly, in the time. Yeah, I'm yeah. right in front of the CEO of the LA 36 <laughs> just if I'm going to get out. And we're playing the next week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate. It was fucking... Yeah. But he he was a legend of, a, of an important, like, just the way he changed the NBL and his ability to, like, get buckets when he wanted. I mean, they, they refed him yeah. in the grand final series so he wouldn't win that yeah. MVP as well because of, you know, allegedly what he did yeah. to the awards, yeah. right? That's my opinion anyway. Yeah, totally. Well, I remember like uh, going and watching when that season that he was playing, and even if the Wildcats lost, I'd walk out and go, great game. Like, that oh, was just yeah. because he'd be doing a dunk off the fucking backboard. Yeah. Oh, he'd mate. be doing like, 80s. He'd be doing all this shit. Like, you know, like, I was pumped because I had front row seats yeah, to it. I'm just sitting yeah. there fucking courtside being like, this is amazing. So like, how fucking good this guy is. That's so sick. He, um, I, I followed him on Insta. This was probably about three or four months ago. And he followed me back and I've gone, oh, yeah, <laughs> that. that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Uh, and that 2014 season, like you said, you played uh, the 36ers in that first champion, in, in your first championship in the first year um you mentioned it just before there was that iconic or infamous or whatever um fight after the game between the two teams where it was like coaches were in the players were in uh at um i heard the arena it was going off yeah so that was crazy because like it was it was all to do with um you know putting up a last shot or something like that i'm pretty sure it might have been greg yeah like went ahead and like did a layup at the buzzer and like because the game was over type thing no one kind of knew at that point that it, it comes down to percentages about how you finish. So, like, you know, how how much you beat a team by is going to come down to the end. Like, and the imports don't kind of understand that. And so there was just a bit of back and forth. Trying, I think, well, I mean, Greg and Gary Irving or something like that. And then, um, I don't know, like, just randomly, like J- James Ennis went over, and started talking shit, and then it just it just popped off. But like, I, mean, I wasn't like in it. Like, I was shaking hands. Ago. I was like, yeah, great guy. You guys are fucking amazing. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like everyone's just in like like just you know giving shirt punches and just like pushing in that but the funniest was obviously like there's a photo of like um our assistant coach adam television just getting punched by joey right yeah, joey right just going like, in with a makers it was like <laughs> but it was hilarious because like it was just standing there and they were just they were like joey was just like just don't touch me don't touch me yeah and adam was like like put his hands on me but adam was just trying to calm everything down yeah 
I'm like, you can't You can't like, fuck. And then it was just on again, man. It was, uh, and, you know, not, well, I haven't seen anything in that, in the league, you know, no. before that as well. And so, like, I'm like, like, is regular occurrence? Like, am I the problem? Yes. Like, yeah. you know, obviously, I had nothing to do with it. Like, I'm, like, you know, pretty, you know, pretty straightforward on the court and stuff. So I'm just, like, trying to, like, push people away and, like, yeah. mate, stick up for teammate. Fuck, mate, that was, that was cool. That's why, that's why, like, you know, that series and that was fucking up there because of just everything. How, how much on. tension there was. And every yeah. time we played them, it was, you know, everyone's trying to get cheap shots in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what I, what I love about the NBA and also uh, that that particular one, what did Joey Wright get? One game suspension or something? Yeah, maybe. Two he was like, you got to kill someone in the NBA. Mate, oh, seriously, <laughs> seriously. It's, the, the, not fair to it. Fuck, there's some things that people should get done for, but yeah, they don't. They just go, oh, the risk of you fine, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then, and then AFL and contact sport, you get 10 weeks of that. I know, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's fucking backwards. But I mean, we, you know, they're, they're trying to build up, build up. I'm sure it'll, they'll, they'll put the leash back on soon, but fucking the moment you get away with anything, it's yeah, really it's, crazy. It is fucking crazy. Yeah, I feel sorry for the AFL boys. They'll be watching it being like, are you joking? Look at this. That's a $10,000 fine. Quick little break with Tom here, Legends, to again say thanks so much for everybody that's been regularly listening to uh, the podcast so far. Bloody love you all and really appreciate it. Uh, it would go a really long way into showing me and the show a little bit of love and it'll literally take you 20 seconds to do so. If you wouldn't mind clicking that big subscribe button on any of the channels that you're listening it to and also leaving a five-star review, it really goes a long way into getting new guests and making it much more attractive for me to get more guests in each and every week. Uh, bloody love you all. Appreciate it a lot. And let's get back to the podcast. So, Jim, Championship first year, where you're kind of thinking, gee, this is pretty easy. I've just waltzed in here. I've gone rookie of the year. Beautiful. We've beaten up the sixes. Like, yeah. what were you thinking at that point? Oh, I mean, fucking, yeah, I'm pretty unbelievable. Like, I mean, like I said, like very unconventional just mm. the way I, I got in the league and the opportunities that I got, you know, because of unfortunate the guys getting injured and that. But to kind of have that all happen and, and you know, some of the guys on the team, obviously, you know, they were part of that, you know, um, New Zealand Breakers, you know, Wildcats series and that where, you know, they just couldn't get a couldn't get a championship. Yeah. And so, like, for the, to break through with that and to kind of be a part of a, a one and especially being my first year was like, fuck, this is the best thing ever. Like, you know, this is what it's about. Like, I'm all in forever. Like, you can sign me up. So, yeah, it seemed like it came really easy, so I was pretty stoked with that. But then, obviously, the next year rolled around, and that was a completely different story. It was a yeah, it was a the rough ride. I mean, you know, no offense to the imports that we got in with, <laughs> but the ones we got in, what, DeAndre what, Daniel, oh DeAndre, oh the DeAndre Daniel, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> like he was an awesome, dude, as well. Like they recruit quality people in terms yeah. of who they are, and and you know, just they who they are as humans. But the poor bloke, man, he was. He came in with a with a um, elbow injury that he needed surgery on, which his college didn't tell him about. And uh, the poor dude was like basically going blind, and no one knew. Like like he <laughs> walk into the into the locker room, and he's sitting there with his phone like this far away from his like like from his face. Work out what's going on. Yeah, is everything all right, mate? And they're like it's like oh yeah, like it's all good. And so they had to go get him tested. It, like he was all he was almost going blind, so they had to get some surgery done for him so he could see again. So he sat out like a fair portion of preseason, and then I think maybe the first couple of games as well. So he can never really, yeah, you know, get any consistency with him. Um, but you know, like we got bowed out against Cairns. I think Cairns went on to to lose the grand finals. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, but it was just a rough year. Like it was just because like we didn't have any consistency with that, and it was just you know you go from a high were low but yeah. i mean we still made finals so yeah. like that was great but i mean i was like i want to be back there winning championships but yeah yeah that was that was a, a weird weird thing because obviously you know everything went perfect that first year and then second year you have a little bit of adversity all right there we go yeah, yeah this, this is this is professional sports yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah sport that's it it's up down left right yeah yes yeah so getting used to that was yeah, i mean it needed to happen like you know if you kept on just winning it would Kind of get a bit boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm all right, which is <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I much rather win them. And then throughout that period with the Wildcats, you played with um, some really iconic Wildcats figures. So like you know, Damian Martin was your teammates, Greg Hyde, Jesse Wag stuff, Matt Knight, you know, so so many others as well. Um, who would you sort of rate as like your best teammates that you played with, or best players that you played with? Uh, I mean. You know, I'm gonna like real cliche. Like it's different, I think, in basketball because it's such a small unit together. Like yeah. you know, you got 
you know, the main group of guys is anywhere between 10 and 11 people. And then you've got, you know, maybe three or four DP. So it's like, you know, everyone is an out. So, I mean, like every teammate that I had have been awesome. Um, you know, but then also in saying that, like we had like a thing called the fun bus. And so it was like the same group of guys on the, on the bus that we travel in or a van, whatever it is from wherever we go. So it was like my original one might have been, I think it was, uh, so Dave Philpot was a physio, Damien, Martin, Greg, Sean, and maybe Jared Kenny every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and we're, so we're in the, every single road trip we were all together, like, you know, shoot the shit and yeah. just like having fun and betting and stuff, like yeah, just, yeah. just having a great time while we're driving to and from the airport and all the rest of it. So you get really close to those guys because you're constantly, you know, uh, very with them. Yeah. So those yeah. first three years, it was like consistency of those guys. I mean, like I said, like everyone on the team was, they're like brothers to you and yeah. do anything for you, but like, that group of people that you were constantly with, you know, Matty Nielsen when he came through as well, he was a part of the bus. Um, and so like he was, he was awesome. He was great to have about. So sick. Yeah, that that was it was good though. I mean, like I was blessed because I came into a team that was established, um, that had that core group that had that brotherhood already there. So it was to fit in, and because I previously practiced with them and things like that, it was like really easy for me to kind of transition into the that team as well because yeah. they'd know me from from the training sessions that I'd come through before and yeah. yeah, you know, that familiarity really shows on the court as well. Yeah, definitely. And the Wildcats played like some preseason games, uh sort of leading up to the regular season starting. Um against some NBA teams and you guys fly on over there and or vice versa whatever did you play in any of those um, games yes yeah, so it started when I because I'd gone to Brisbane obviously yeah. so that was the first time that year they did the NBA versus NBL tour so I played against Phoenix Suns yeah which was this is uh, last year at Brisbane this is yeah. why I was at Brisbane yeah so it was, it was kind of cooked though because I just had my my daughter was just born and then I think like two weeks later I was on the plane to go wow. <laughs> and so it was really you know it was Shocking for me because, like, you know, I just want to spend time with my daughter and, and you know, like, but, you know, and these games kind of mean nothing. Like, it was it was just a promotional thing. Like, fuck, like, you know, like, I'd rather be in Yeah, yeah. And, and at the time, obviously, um, Tyson Chandler was the center for um, the Phoenix Suns. And I, like, he was like my idol when he was playing for Dallas Mavericks, helped them win the championship and that. And I was like, I'm going to get to hoop on him. And, um, yeah, I just remember, like, I was down, right, run down the court against him, and I was like, he's the man mountain. He's like, you know, he's bigger than me, but he's also three times fucking size. Yeah, yeah. like, like an all muscle. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, like, this is going to sound like a real, real, like, fanboy, but I'm like, dude, like, fucking, when you were the Dallas Mavericks, like, froth, like, you were awesome. Yeah. So, like, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Like, it's cool. He's like, yeah, you hit some nice shots. Like, you know, you guys look pretty good. And then I was like, oh, fuck, like, that's great. And then, like, two seconds later, the fucking dude's. Don't dunk it. Oh, I'm just like, oh man, like, fuck me. Like, He's giving you a souvenir. He's yeah, going, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah but like uh, that was like, it was a shock. Is like, you know, you look at these guys and you idolise them. It doesn't matter, like, you know, there's you're close to the same age or anything like that. Like the NBA is the pinnacle, and so like to get yeah. to hoop against guys like that, especially guys that you idolise, playing for teams that you idolise. Like this is the greatest thing in the world. So yeah, it was a cool experience. Like I got to like. Try try on Shaq's shoes and the fucking socks. Did you? Oh, leg. You tried on Shaq's shoes, like yeah, Shaq's like they shoes. had them at like Phoenix Suns, like you like because it was because he played Phoenix and so there was like a storage of them. And they brought them out and I just remember fuck. Oh, I grabbed them. How much bigger? Because your shoes are fucking huge. But he, like it was like <laughs> here to here, and I was like, fuck. That is one big foot. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. He was a yeah. He would have been an absolute unit, and I was just like, me mate. And I like, just imagine the poor. Poor lady is going to be like, that's like, oh, fuck, horrible thing to think, but Jesus Christ. I was like, big feet. Yeah, yeah. fuck. That's what they say anyway. I wasn't blessed with that, man. It was cracking, you know? Oh, fuck, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, in 2016 with the Cats, uh, you win a championship as well. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you moved to um, Brisbane Bullets. Yeah. So tell us about that year. And did you kind of have a feeling that, you know, you were maybe going to look elsewhere or the Cats were looking elsewhere? How did that all sort of come about? Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit random. Like, I mean, I don't think anyone else probably does it in the manner that I do. But uh, when I was kind of going through the process, like I wanted to be the Cats. That was my, like, I didn't really want to leave. Yeah. But then, you know, we had this thing, like if a team offers you a certain amount of money above, you know, what you're getting off from another team, well, that's the team you got to go to just from a financial perspective. Because I started so late, I was yeah. like, I really need to, you know, I need to be 
make sure that I do the right things by me and my family yeah. and, and make sure I'm getting taken care of. And um, unfortunately, like the cats were like, we're going to go offer you this. Like, you know, you know, we love what you're doing and everything. Um, we want you here, but this is all we can afford. And I was like, okay. And then like Brisbane were coming in. That was their inaugural their first, yeah, yeah, their yeah. first year coming back into the league. And they just like blew an offer out of the water. And so like I'd verbally committed to them. And in doing so, the that same day, the cats obviously got wind of it. And they were like, oh, you know, we'll do whatever you want. We'll let you stay in that. But I'd like committed verbally. So I was mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, I hadn't put pen to paper. But for me, it was something that was pretty, you know, oh, you know, I made a commitment to these guys. Like, why would I back out on it? I was like, why can't you just like give me a proper offer yeah, to begin well, with? Yeah, like, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, I was like, I oh, will, I'll go if I have to. I don't want to, but yeah, and and you know, in the end, I was like, well, you know, I made the commitment, I've got to do it, and so I was like, apologised to him, and it was sad. Like, I remember sitting and crying to like my wife and like having to write a message to the boys, being like, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to Brisbane, like, you know, like, you know, this is one of those things I don't really want to do it, and they were just like, you know, you got to do what's best for you and that, but like, yeah, it was a. Uh, Fuck, man, that was a real hard decision to leave to begin with. And obviously, you know, my wife's pregnant at that point as well. And we're going to move across country to somewhere I've never been. I've been to Brisbane once in my life, like, and it was for like a couple of days. And so it was a massive fucking thing. And so going to Brisbane, man, it was an interesting year. Like, I mean, we ended up getting the wooden spoon, but it was just... You played heaps though, hey? Yeah, so we got the starting, well, I was starting, um, and I think Mitch Young won of taken it off me by the end of the season and I was splitting minutes which you know, he was he was having a great year that year which you know I don't give a shit where I play just as long as we're winning games like that's that's been my whole thing my whole career like I just want to win games but it was just a tough tough transition being away from family having having a baby first year at a new team the shit show that that was like mm-hmm. I mean it's you know it's hard for a team to get up and running but then like you know, you don't understand it until you go into the environment of like how good you had it at the Cats because they were already established and, and, you know, their fan base. And it just wasn't running in the way that it was like, you know, told you're accustomed to it. Yeah, well, yeah, accustomed to it. Well, you've also just come in, like you said, at the, you know, the, the Cats are yeah, so successful for so long. 100%, so. yeah, and winning a championship and all the rest of it and then coming into, you know, you know, you get promised a lot of things when you're signing a contract regardless and like those things, you know, depending on what they are, like, might not come to fruition anyway but like you know what lifestyle was going to be and what was expected and stuff what was said just wasn't hitting the mark and like that was like a tough thing to kind of like mm. you know go through and then like on top of that you know watching the wildcats fucking go and win another championship yeah off the back of bryce cotton <laughs> which you know we started off like uh you know we because that season was so close as well i think there was maybe three games between top and bottom mm. and that we were uh, we were sitting i think fifth or something we're coming into the wildcats game and we're like we're in this game we'll probably go to first or second like just percentage and all the rest of it and and we were kind of having some momentum going and it was a fucking close game and and comes down to the last fucking shot and bryce cotton fucking just that was net some mid-range just in in gibbo adam gibson's face and like, I think we went on a four-game slide from there and, like, dropped out, and then, obviously, the Cats' momentum just fucking shot. The it was all his fault. Yeah, I blame him. <laughs> uh, I let him know about it as soon as I saw him with the Cats again later on, but, I mean, like, I was like, fuck's sake, mate. Like, yeah, it was tough, like, to go from winning a championship to then copping a wooden spoon and just, like, for no reason. Like, our squad was stacked. Like, we had a really good team at prison. Yeah, yeah, some good cool get it. Yeah, it was just a shit show. Um, so, yeah, that, for that first year at Brisbane was a... Fucking, yeah, it was a, a learning curve in terms of, you know, being gracious and losing, I guess, in terms of like how to, you know, how to get better and, and what I ne- kind of need to do and things like that. So, yeah, it was interesting. And I was looking up some like, you know, clips and articles and stuff like that, obviously leaning in here. So I've got, you know, bits and pieces just to refresh my memory uh, of uh, of your career. And there was one that popped up when you were in Brisbane. Did your wife get her identity stolen or something? Oh, no, fuck, mate. That's a... Cheese and crack. So, wow, what yeah. is that? Because I it's remember not... it in the paper at the time, and then I saw it again. I went, "Oh yeah, I remember this." Yeah, I, I mean, this might, yeah, might take over the podcast in terms of what it yeah. was. But um, so it came from when there's. I'll go back to the story later in terms of like what happened with Brisbane. We hired her. We hired no pair. We yeah. didn't know at the time who she. Well, we knew we knew her as a certain person. Her mm-hmm. name is Samantha as a party. She was. An amazing young kid, like come from a wealthy family and was like traveling the world as an au pair and all this stuff. Like, you know, everything kind of checked out. 
And, um, you know, a year and a half later, after treating me, treating her like my daughter and like bringing her into the family, find out she knows who she says she is. And like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, we get into that a little later. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a yeah. fuck, man. Like, it was that was probably one of the worst experiences I've had just wow. as a dad, knowing that someone had, like, you know, been looking after my daughter and helping her family out, but like, not being who they said they were and not not knowing like what they're involved in and who they're involved in and who's been around like oh, hey, fuck mate it's oh a, my god yeah so that was a real real shitty moment that's a but yeah that's so, a netflix fucking documentary well they're, they're bringing out a documentary about it we are they really uh, that yeah not netflix but i think paramount maybe or something but yeah. like they've all asked us plenty of times to like join in on it we we don't want to like yeah. that's not our we just wanted to make sure that people knew who she was and, yes, and, and didn't have on again. Yeah, yeah. To, to the next person, which almost, yeah, funnily enough, almost did to someone like uh, a couple of houses over who we knew when we were living in Melbourne. Mm. Like she tried to like go as live in au pair with them, which thank God that they, we put the word out and they saw a photo of and they go like, we just got done with an interview with her and like we were about to hire her. And I was like, like yeah, like, uh. like try and get her to come back so the cops can come in. Anyway, try to set up a sting, but it didn't work out. Wow. But, um, yeah, so it was. It turned out. Right, so the second year I was with Brisbane, obviously another fucking wooden spoon. Cops of the dome. It was yeah. just a shit show of a year. Guys injured, um, and um, they go. I, I had I had opt in. It was on me. So I was like, yeah, I'll opt in. Like I want to see this contract out. Like I fucking love. You know, I love the trajectory that we're going. I know we've got two wooden spoons, but I know we're going to fight finals next year. And then uh, I got a call, like. The next day from, from the head coach, Andre, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, thank God, like, really thankful that you've, you've opted in, but you're not going to play. I was like, what? And I said, well, I'm coming off, like, statistically-wise, the best year I've had, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, well, what do you mean? He's like, oh, we're going to go in a different direction. Like, you know, we're on your contract if that's what you want to do, but um, you're not going to get any minutes. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, yeah. unless someone gets injured, basically. And I was like, Fuck, like, you know, like it was... Yeah. And also, like, you, you're thinking then, oh, yeah, I'm sticking around. I'm doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, like you I'm know, doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go to free agency. And, like, at that time, it might have been free agency was just opening up or something. Like, but deals were getting done anyway. And so people were locked up. And so if I'd, like, said originally, like, uh, you know, I'm opting out, like, I probably would have got a fairly good contract and where I wanted to kind of go. And um, so I was like, oh, fuck, um like, what are we going to do? And I go, well, you can go search somewhere if you want. And I was like, all right. So I was like, I'll see what I can do here. Like, there was no spots. And uh, I rang Adam Ford. And I was like, fuck, mate. I'm like, you know, like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I'm just basically not going to be able to play basketball again. Like, I'm done here. Like, all the spots are going up. And I'm like, what are the Wildcats doing? And he's like, oh, we're going down to, free, um, to an import again for the five spot. Mm. I was like, man, like, I'm available. Like, can you, can we get something across the line? And he's like, I'll see what I can do. And, it went on for about two and a half, three weeks of like not knowing what was kind of going to happen with my career and like if I was done because like I said like guys are just taking up spots and guys you know no offense to them but I thought like I was I was better than but they um they came back and were like yeah we'll take you on but like you know um Gus Angus Brant's the you know he's starting center and like you know we're going with him and that so I was like you know I was fine with that like I don't give a shit like I just want to play I want to win championships and Gus base i was like yeah. like he's only up yeah. like like i work well with manny knight i work well with nature why like it doesn't matter like i can do this and so there yeah, they picked me up because of that and that's when we hired the fucking criminal au pair because like my wife was staying in brisbane leave that eh? and moving to melbourne eventually to to work out of there and and because the commute from fucking brisbane's five hours and so we're like well, let's get a little bit close because we didn't really want to move back to perth at that time officially and mm. like because it was only a one-year deal that i'd signed um and so yeah fuck me man so that's why that's the reason why we had to hire a pair was because we had to get out of brisbane and yeah needed some help and so yeah end up off it's not brisbane because they made me hire a criminal yeah. not knowing it but uh it sounds like it just yeah, was not the right fit no nah, no nah, but man i could give you a whole other story on fucking oh wow. uh, that'll yeah it's fuck she lived a, she lives a wild life that that lady that is crazy well i'm sorry you had to go through that that sounds like an yeah i'll tell you about it we can get done with this because it, it's a it's a three-hour story it's excellent. Not only, yeah excellent excellent sounds good well back to the basketball yeah. so uh the, the time that you played you played with like some real iconic um you would have had some iconic matchups like mika Vukona, um like alex Loughton, uh worthington all these guys uh was there anyone that you loved matching up on or hated matching up on i probably 
I probably like, I mean, all those guys, you know, especially um, Alex Loughton and, and Wertho, like they're from the old school, so they give yeah. you nice little cheap shots and yeah, like yeah. that. Like, you know, Wertho talk a little bit of trash, but he's like, you know, fine, fine off the court and like, it's just all cheap shots. Really. Were you much a bit of a talker or? No, I wasn't good enough to talk. And when I did talk, like I panicked. Like I got a, I got a recollection of like me and me and Mitch Creek. Um, like I might have, like I might have fouled this shit out of him or something like that. And like he'd come back with something like I, you know, you're, you know, you may be tall, but you're a fucking bitch or something like that. Just like, like something, yeah, just just like a little stinger. And I didn't know what to say back to him. I was like, ooh, yeah, you. How about you shut your mouth? Like, just the worst fucking trash talker in the world. I had nothing for him. And I like, I remember standing at the free throw line and like, I might have been Jesse Wagstaff was like across to me. He was like, say that for him. I don't know. And like, I had had nothing. Like anyone that ever talked shit to me, I was just kind of like, ah, fuck. So like, I was just like, I I was the worst, worst trash talker in history. Like, I'm dodgy. Like I hit people and things like that. I did always love you because it was just like you'd. It was. It looked like oh, it was an accident. Clumsy big man. But I was all it. I mean, someone, someone like that. Not waiting this way. The arms getting in the way. I loved it. I loved it. Some of it was clumsy. Yeah, but for the most part, was yeah. I knew I was doing. I mean, I had a role. Like I said, like my whole thing was yeah. I was I was told to do. I could do way more than what I was. You know given credit doing yeah but that's what kept me in the league most of so i was like fuck i'll do it if you need me to hit someone i'll hit him you need me to you know hard foul something because when i first came into the league i was on the transition so you're still allowed to hard foul people you're still allowed to you know give them a good hit yeah and everyone be okay with it but now you you know you do yeah, it and it's like, totally yeah like yeah. people just lose their minds over it so it's yeah, yeah so that's it i mean that's how i stayed in the league yeah crazy and uh just best hardest matchups that you had yeah nature no, no oil i mean you can't like uh, having him as a teammate was the greatest thing in the world because you know, like, well, it fucking sucked at practice. <laughs> Jesus, I'd have never been as sore in my life as I had going up against him. Like he just manhandled me, and like I'm talking like <laughs> I'd be trying to do a post up move on him, and he put one hand on me and just like kind of picked me up and put me over. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, like just, just leave me alone. Like because yeah. I was a little bit quicker than him as well. Like I'd try and get around him, and he'd just grab me and just yeah, just give me a little heave. But I mean. Playing against him, it was fucking. Uh, it was hard. Like he was, I mean, he's huge, massive, you know, like, and he can spin really. Yeah, really like his well. his his ability to move for that size was it was unreal. And he he's just such a good dude. Like, he'll talk to you the whole game as well, and like he'll be pissed off when you do something to him, and he'll let you know when he does something good. Like, but it was he was never like a dickhead about it. It was just fucking like it was just coolness. Like he was just awesome dude. So, but I. I because I, I played state against them as well, against him and Aaron Baines. So they were on the same wow. state team. Yeah. And well, like I said, like I couldn't put any weight on, but I was fucking six foot ten. And so like I had to fucking match up against them and they were like As big as what they were, yeah. Yeah, and more athletic. And I just remember like play after play, them just fucking two hand and just dunking on the edge. Just like, oh, this is fucking unfair. <laughs> like these two are NBA, I know because they uh, like a couple of years later they're in the fucking NBA. Like, oh, this isn't fucking fair, man. Like, why can't I be like them? But, yeah, that's yeah. No, he was the best. Like, he was fucking. He was. What I love about Nate uh, Joe White is his voice does not match the person. You just go like you're expressing this like gee, you boy. Yeah, like, just go, oh, mate. He's the most gentlest, nicest human. He being looks like a great man in life. Like he'll like having him as a teammate was one of the most quality things I think I've gone through. Like he was an awesome boy. So now 2019 back at the Wildcats and they won the championship again that year. Seems to be a recurring thing. You get you get Tom Jervis in mm-hmm. the Wildcats. Whack, you get a championship. Yeah, they want another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, tell us about that year. Um, yeah, look, it was, uh, that was a rough year, obviously being away from the family and that, like amazing in terms of, you know, we got to go play in the NBA again. We played, um, we played Utah Jazz and lost by fucking 45 points. <laughs> Who'd you play on then? Banked us. Um, who was that? Oh, fucking Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Like, and the, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> um, but like, well, I had Donovan, Donovan Mitchell got me on a fucking ISO and I just remember he looked dead in the eye. And just fucking had a big smile on his face and was like, I'm going to fuck up. <laughs> and just crossed me arm, just like with the rack, easy layup. I said to him after the game, I'm like, you didn't have to fucking smile at me. And he's like, well, I knew I had you. I was like, well, fuck, mate. I'm like, like everyone knew that. You didn't have to, you didn't have to say it on my face. And we played pretty well against Denver. Um, that was good. But, I mean, we had that stigma the whole year and it was kind of a shitty thing that, like, if we didn't have three imports, we weren't going to win a championship. Yep. And I was like, the reoccurring thing. I think we're in the top two most of the year, like, or at least 
top three most of the year. You got Bryce Cotton, it counts as four imports anyway. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. yeah, it does. And like it was, it was constant. Like, yeah, like you're not going to win a championship with, without three imports. This isn't the team. But like in reality, if you looked at the squad that we had, I reckon, you know, I think Reese Reese Vague would have been our tenth man. Yep. Um, you know, so if you do look at it from that standpoint, one through ten were all either Reset. starters mm. or or you know previously starting at, at a team in the NBL. Mm. Everyone we had in the squad, we had Nordo as the backup backup point guard. You know, you got Nick K. Like, you're like we had a squad mm. and we just weren't getting any love for it. Mm. And anyway, um, this is the funny. So I, I haven't told this before, and only a few people really know about it. Great. And so potty magic. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, I got fired. And so, yeah, it was wild. Like, because of all the pressure that was going on, the media was cut like that NBL overtime and everything like that. They started pushing up, you know, three imports, you need three imports. And, like, the pressure started getting built on the club. And, like, so this is my version of it. Yeah. And, like, oh, this is from my version told, obviously, from me for assistant coaches as well and other people around it. And so I got a phone call one night. We went on, like, a four-game slide. And we always go, like, on a slide around that December, January area, what we lose games, this is fucking what happens. If you, if you go back and Wildcats history, I, mm. I feel like it's just a constant thing since we've been at the arena, mm. but you lose over that period. I don't know what it is. And then we're going through that slide and, uh, I get a phone call and they're like, oh, come meet me. And, um, I was from Matty Nielsen. He's like, you know, I just need to, you know, we need to have a chat. And I was like, he's like, mate. So I went out for a beer with him and he's like, yeah, look, mate, they're probably going to move you on. And because I was like, Fuck, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, we, you know, they're going to go with another import by Lucy. It's it's ninety six percent done deal. Like, I just wanted to give you a heads up because, like, at that time, I'd looked at like giving away basketball to, to be back with my family because all heaps shit that was going on. That low pair, like, yeah, yeah, shit started going a bit weird there. But anyway, I told I told Greg that I was probably going to give it away after this year, and so you know, Greg had had a chat to Maddie, and Maddie was like, I want to make sure your family can be here if this is going to be your last game. So I want to give you the heads up. Fuck man, like this is how it ends. Like, you know, this is crazy. And uh, I, was, I fucking, you know, got done with that meeting. Like, we had a couple, couple of cheeky beers. I knew I had practice the next morning, but I was like, well, fuck, kind of play. Like, fuck it, hell, like, you know. And I just remember calling Greg on the way home, and fucking, like, I was bored. Like, I was like, fuck me, mate. Like, this is fucked. Like, this is, all, this is out of our control. Like, we, our team that we're going to have is going to win a championship anyway. Had a meeting with Trev the next day. He's like, look, it's not a hundred percent done deal, but like, you know, I just need you to get through practice and you'll know after practice. So like, I'm like, he's like, just practice. Fuck, like, you know, like, how am I meant to have my head on straight? And like, I, you know, I said to him, like, I'm gonna win a championship with this. I know it. Like, well, this is, you know, you know, if you do sack me, I still know that you guys are gonna win a championship. Like, mm. it's not because of me that you're winning one, but I'm like, this is a good group. Like, anyway, um, get done with practice. Only a couple of guys knew. They saw that I was pretty fucking. Pretty head fucked that whole time, but anyway, I get done, and then Trev gets comes out and just goes, "Goes, I oh, don't worry about it. It's, it's all good. Yeah, you know, I'm sticking with you guys. I like, fuck everyone else, and you know, it was we're gonna win it. Wow! And I was like, holy shit! So like, uh, forty eight hours are just fucking absolute roller coaster wow. shit. Anyway, it comes out. I find out a little bit later that uh, the only reason I got stayed on is that the import pulled the pin. Uh, he's like, last minute, he said, "I'm not coming over." Like, uh, no, nah, that's not what I want. It was an import. I got told it was uh, Felix, Carrick Felix, who played for Melbourne United the year before and yep. helped them win a championship, yep. win their first championship. I was, and I was like, what the fucking three man? Like, why were you getting rid of a five? Yeah. And we didn't need, at any position, we were, we doubled sacked, up. Like, yeah. we were fine. Fucking livid, man. So I got really lucky that I didn't get sacked. Like, you know, and I, I, you know I don't know whether it was, but I, I wasn't playing well or whatever, you know, whatever it was. And so I was really lucky. And then, yeah, I was going to the championship series and that, like, fuck, like, I had some pretty good game, like, game three and game four, like, I played pretty well and yep. was able to, to help the team win. And I was dodgy as fuck in the first game, setting screens on bubbles and castle aware and, and that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I probably shouldn't have, yeah, probably shouldn't have been there. So I got really, wow. really lucky. Like, like, like I said, like, a real odd career in terms yeah. of, like, shit just kept on falling my way. That is crazy. Well, it sounds like shit didn't fall your way, but then it, Mate, yeah, everything, yeah. everything happens for a reason. Yeah, well, hundred was into place at the end of the day. Yeah, hundred percent. So it was, uh, yeah, but that was a fucking wild experience. And to win that championship, like that was probably my favourite one, just because of the shit that was going on at home, like over in Victoria, yeah. and like, and then, like, you know, 
fucking almost getting sacked and not getting sacked and like my minutes were real separate. Like, it was no consistent. And then like because of Brisbane, what happened in Brisbane, like I'd committed to playing with them. Yeah. And then like that like almost being out of a job with that. So it was fucking yeah. Wow. It's stressful. I'm stressed Mate. hearing about it. I, I, oh my god. I keep reliving it in my head. It's ten times worse. But um yeah, so it was a wild wild ride to win that it was fucking crazy. And um I mean Greg's told the story on this before about how, you know, we got done where they flew us back to Perth. And, you know, they're sitting in the ground fucking having an absolute time, the, the staff, and there's us at a cricket club in fucking 40 degree oh, heat. Oh. oh, mate, what a way to celebrate. Yeah. And just cut everything off. Yeah, so, 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 like, of course it happens like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So, Fuck, mate, mate, that's wild. And at uh, the end of that year, so were you offered a contract for after that year or you retired after that year? Tried to sign back with the Cats, but um, they were stuck on a number and the offers that I were getting were just, not even close. And yep. I was like, like, well, if you're not even going to come to the table, then I've got to do. So I signed with Cairns. Yep. And then a couple of, probably about a month after I'd signed, I, I had to pull the pin because of what was going on at home with the yep. the criminal that was living with me. Um, and so, yeah, I'd given it away. I was like, oh, I'm fucked done dusted. Um, I need to be home with the family. It's the right thing to do. And the missus business was taking off at that point where it was like, you know, financially, we were going to be okay if we did it. Um, and so... Yeah, did that. Um, COVID hit uh, within a week. So that the week that COVID hit, we found out that that um, Victoria was getting locked down. Like you were fucked if you were going to stay there. And so we were living in a rental, and we're like, we're like, we didn't want to get out. And so within a week, we'd found a house in northern New South Wales and got out of our rental agreement with them, signed with them. House packed up within seven days, and I drove across the border the night that everything closed up. Wow. So I, my missus flew out. Um, that day and so yeah like it worked out fucking perfect as i spent a year in northern new south wales and that was as covid was going on and then uh, i get a random phone call from trev saying oh um how you feeling do you want to come out of retirement fuck you talking about and he's like well my joke's gone down with a, a snapped achilles unfortunately and so we're like you know it's you know we'd love for you to kind of come on board like I haven't done fucking anything. Like, you know, like, what's going on here? And it turns out Greg Hyde put my name in the hat, speaking to Trev, because I was coming back to play in the state league here. Yep. And um, I was like, Trev, like, I'm, I don't think I'm up to scratch. And, and I turned down the initial offer with him. I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I'm not going to be good enough. Mm. And then probably a week and a half later, he calls me back and, you know, basically kind of came to an agreement to let me have two weeks of working out and see how my body can go. And if it holds up, then I'll okay it and I'll fly to Perth. And so I got done with the, um, got done with the two weeks, probably lost about fucking five kegs because of how hot it was up there and, and that. And, um, was like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And so they flew me, flew me over to Perth without a contract being signed. Um, miss is still over in Northern New South Wales. Uh, and then I do get to the airport because New South Wales had been locked down, like, at that time, they were like, it's a hot spot, you can't come into Perth no yep. matter what, unless you've got, like, an, an exemption from, like, the fucking, the chief of police or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I get to the airport, and, like, on the airplanes, there was no mask, everything was fine. I flew out through Brisbane, because you could go across the border, it didn't really matter. Mm. Everything was, like, a different world. I get to Perth, and I've got no mask on, I'm just kind of, no one had masks on, I'm just cruising around, and the cop's looking at my paperwork, and he goes, oh... You're coming from New South Wales. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So I, I live in northern New South Wales, like basically on the border of Queensland. And he, goes, he goes, where's your fucking mask? And I was like, holy shit, what's going on here? It just starts. <laughs> shit, I'm okay. Yeah, it just starts. We got a 23, 19, 23, 19. Like, I was like, like waiting for like me to get shaved down and fucking, you know, get the spray put on me. And I was like, what the fuck's happening, man? And he's like, you're not allowed to be here. Like, how the fuck did you get on the plane? I'm like. Like if you read the paperwork, I've got an exemption. Like I like I'm you know I'm I'm playing for the Perth Wildcats. So they've got me a special exemption. I'm allowed in. It's sit down over there. It's like nine thirty. And oh my! And I was like, oh shit! So I sat down, and I didn't get out of there till midnight. They were like, oh, we don't know how we got on the plane. All this shit. I'm like, I have an exemption. I've got a quarantine I for two weeks. The plane. I showed my ticket and I walked out. Yeah. What? And like it got to midnight, and he finally comes up and he goes, "You got friends in high places. You've got to go quarantine for two weeks." And I'm like, I'm aware I've got a quarantine. I've been saying that. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, it makes me go, oh, and I was just like, this, this is such a pointless exercise, but it's my first experience coming back to Perth, and like, I mean, I know Perth during COVID was like, you know, pretty, pretty hectic, and like, you know, everyone was safe, and all the rest of it was locked out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's full on. But, uh, so I went to two weeks of lockdown, and this is what, like, I was like, on the verge of like, getting into some pretty good nick, like, I knew like, I was going to get my body good for the season, and that the guys were going to come back from Brisbane, but about five days left of my quarantine... Brisbane became a hotspot, yeah. and so they were going to have to come back and quarantine. So they spent they spent three days in a hotel in Brisbane while I was finishing up my quarantine, and then I get a phone call with Trevor. I haven't signed a contract at this time or anything yeah. like that. And he's like, "Look, if you want to join a team, you're going to have to come back and do another two weeks of quarantine." But this time, oh. I've got to be in a hotel with one of the boys. Fuck me! And I was like, "So I haven't signed a contract. I've got to do fucking. I've just done doing two weeks of quarantine. Like I've barely been out for any of that. Uh, no, none of this time. No, none of this time. Like because I hadn't signed anything. They had yeah. to like medically clear me. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck! Like what? Like you know? Like I really want to join the team. I really want to do it. But this is another two weeks. Like my fucking mental health, like rotting totally. And I was like, and anyway, like I didn't go on. Obviously, I obviously did it. But like <laughs> they came back. We spent three days or t- two and a half days." And um, a quest in the city, like you know, two two bedroom, like small apartment. Not messed. Not up. being able to live, not being able to run, and then they finally go. You're allowed an hour and a half a day to go and practice with the team. So like I was I'd never able to get like no. back into fitness and movement. And that so like you know a lot of people sign this bad fuck like playing for us. Sitting in a hotel room for like, four weeks. That's why I couldn't. I couldn't catch up to this season. Oh. But that was a fucking fun year though, man. Like because we spent six weeks as a as a group on a floor in, in, um, they were quest hotels, I believe as yep. well in Melbourne. Yep. And so like six weeks of basically family time with, with, with these guys on the team and like, and became like a family, especially like Mitch Norton and Kevin White. Like we had breakfast, lunch and dinner with each other. Yeah. Fucking watch every episode of maths together. Yeah, like see, just see. became like a little family. Like obviously because we were missing our families and things like that. Like it was fucking, that was a real tough time, but a real six, six weeks being with them and we as a team like we won that we won the hub cup or whatever the fuck yeah, they the, did the nbl cup yeah. yeah yeah we won all that because we were a fucking family like a team like it was it was a cool thing and like obviously that season we ended up losing to melbourne in championship game but i mean we didn't rice was fucked like yeah. because of the schedule that we had on the back and he had to have surgery and norto was everyone was yeah. just going down yeah. yeah yeah because of the schedule they put on the back end but man like i honestly believe that we should have another i should have had four championships yeah you know like rejoining them but yeah it just didn't pan out that way but fuck it was a hell of a ride that is a hell of a ride a hell of a ride well um so then post uh basketball um uh, nbl career what are you up to now so you're back playing in the uh in the sbl yeah yeah nbl one so one now yeah i keep saying sbl yeah sorry it's just that's just what my brain yeah. goes to yeah so playing with the rockingham flames that was obviously originally who um i'd sign up to play with because greg was playing with them and when I was deciding to move back to and another championship with them as well. Yeah, yeah. So one he just follows you, honestly. One national championship. Oh, oh, he just yeah. follows him everywhere. Oh, that's what I do, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I get so lucky, mate. I just keep jumping into really good teams. So I've been, uh, I've been fucking very fortunate. But yeah, that's it's been a cool experience. I signed back on with them to do it uh, to go another season. Hopefully, uh, technically, I'm on a three peat now. So yep. if we win win this year, because I won a championship, national championship, so I'm counting as a three peat. Fuck me. You're running yeah. out fingers. Oh no! no seriously, right. seriously. So it's uh, yeah, it's cool though. Like it's uh, the league. That league's jumped up a bit in terms of the talent in there and the money that they're pushing in and that yeah. and that national tournament. Because you fly all around the country now as well. No, right? no, nah, nah, that's just regions. if you win it. Yeah, it's just a race, so WA. Um, and then uh, the only one that really has to fly around the country is uh, I think Darwin because they they're in NBL North, so they've got to go over to Queensland and things yep. like that. But it's cool. It's cool what they're doing now and. The, Man, I wish I had the ability to be exposed to, you know, the the KO and all the rest of that the kids have got now. Because yeah. I mean, you could end up anywhere these days with all that stuff out selling and that. So yeah, yeah, a bit of sick. So stay at home, Dad. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, she goes to school five days a week, so I'm, I'm basically just a stay at home human on a farm. That's fucking. You're about to become a full time athlete with me. Again. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I'm a, I was a fair few kegs too heavy at the moment, so I was like. 
I just go fucking hell. Yeah, we're going to fucking yeah, sort yeah, it out. That's exactly what we're going to do. Well, we're going to, um, uh, as soon as we finish this, we're doing your weigh-in, we're doing your photos, doing your measurements, we're getting in here, we're lifting some stuff. Yes, and it's going to be yes. fucking awesome. Be a fucking athlete again, man. Yeah, I can't, can't wait. Proper athlete, man, mate. Oh, so man. an NBL club's going to be hearing this. Oh, oh, you know what? We might get Tommy back. Yeah. <laughs> I bring championships. So. <laughs> this as long as you've got yeah. Damon Martin, Bryce Cotton, exactly. and all the rest. As long as you've got guns, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll bring you on. Oh, mate, that's fucking awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast with me. I mean, I loved hearing all those stories. That was so good. Um, let's get into a fucking session. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, ready for a vomit. Oh, so, thanks, mate. Cheers. And that's another episode of Potty Magic all wrapped up. Thank you so much, Tom Jervis, for coming all the way down and doing that episode with me. That was one of the most enjoyable episodes of Potty Magic I think I've ever done. And I can't wait for everybody to also hear that and uh, hear all those stories. So thank you so much. It was bloody awesome. Uh, as always, if you've been liking the podcast uh, and enjoying the episodes, it really go a long way if you wouldn't mind subscribing to my channels on uh, any of the streaming platforms that you might be listening on and also leaving a five-star review. Uh, by doing that, I can get more guests on, keep the great episodes coming, and uh, yeah, I'd really, really love that and uh, appreciate that if you wouldn't mind doing that for me. As always, if you're looking for any online training or uh, programming, the best place to find me is heading on over to my website, www.bodymagic.fit. I've got all my online subscriptions uh, ready to go there if you need uh, any help with your workout programming, uh, nutrition advice. If you just need a little bit of accountability and not quite sure where to start with uh, your exercise journey, www.bodymagic.fit is the place to go. Make sure you go check it out. And uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, just hit me up. But I can't wait to bring you another episode next week. We've got some huge episodes in the pipeline for uh, Potty Magic over the next few weeks. Stay tuned. And yeah, thanks so much. Body love your work. 